0: Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Alejandro Iñárritu's The Revenant, a complex, visionary masterpiece deserving of all the acclaim, or a pretty decent movie with a somewhat flat story bogged down in hype. Today our Revenant enthusiasts are doing battle with our host who think it was just pretty good. Along the way you'll get spoilers for The Revenant, both the film and the Michael Punk novel on which it was very loosely based. Also, Babel, 21 Grams, Birdman, Multiplicity, Up, the Pixar short, Lava, Waterworld, Apocalypse Now, Gremlins, The Exorcist, Russian Ark, Rope, Children of Men, Avatar, Pocahontas, Fern Gully, The Indiana Jones Series, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, Die Hard, Columbo, Romeo and Juliet, The Dark Knight Rises, Ex Machina, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, About Time, Frank, Tree of Life, Thin Red Line, The Master, Interstellar, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I Am Legend, Mad Max Fury Road, The Evil Dead, and The Weird Al Song Smells Like Nirvana. Guys, did you know that it was Oscar season? That it is Oscar season right now? That's what I've heard. As such, every time Oscar season rolls around, lots of talk generates and then regenerates itself based around a certain handful of movies that cropped up and everyone gets all contentious about oh what best picture. You're kidding me and that shouldn't be nominated or whatever it might be. And one of those movies is uh The Revenant.
1: Hmm. Yep. Directed yeah. by
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true>. Tyler's <laughs> Tyler's gonna say the name of the gentleman who directed the movie. You can do oh, it. Alejandro
2: G <laughs> Inyaratu. Oh Inyaritu Inyaritu. Inyari. There we go okay, the, the R inyari. you rolled his R's movies. That was good Tyler.
0: From from here on out, we're just going to call him Ali G. <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> D-, D Ali G. We'll just call him AGI, and oh, we're going oh, oh, to refer oh, to the, oh, the revenant oh, 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 oh. as <laughs> the Ali G show. Kinda sounds like we're trying to wake up the evil dead, you know, when they read the the words yeah. when they read the incantation. Yeah, no. But we're not. As we're talking about the
2: revenant. As if his name is just nonsense. <laughs> yeah, to me. It's an ancient Kandarian demonic language. That's a little harsh, Patrick. Well, anyway. Is he, is he Mexican or is he some sort of... Uh, he's a Spaniard? Mm. Spaniard? I don't know. It almost Colombian? sounds like it's a Native he's, American. He's
0: Latino. Maybe Argentinian.
3: Oh, I like that. Argentinian. How many different theories they are we going to get going before I actually confirm Argentina. it about, with the internet? About the man's Quick, Google, Yeah. It really doesn't matter. There are many Spanish-speaking <laughs> <countries. laughs> It doesn't matter at all.
1: He's made
0: good movies. We like his movies. Tyler was right. Mexico. Spanish. He's Mexican. Mexican. He's, uh, he was born in Mexico right. City in 1963. The world's mm-hmm. most he's a handsome
4: city. man,
0: isn't he? You li- you <laughs> like I the, think so. You like the look of him? <laughs> I think
4: he's a handsome older gentleman. <laughs> you know, people forget
0: about the other movies in Alejandro's filmography that he actually made: Babel and 21 Grams. Oh, really? Babel. Babel.
2: Babel is a fantastic movie. It is a great okay. movie. I well, that's not that. the one we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I went yeah. saw that with my friends, and they both hated it. And I said, really? What's I wrong with you guys? Babel. This is such a good, was, like you dark,
0: didn't? weird film. It's very divisive. It's I remember all I the division really originally. But 21 Grams is great. Can we all agree on that? I haven't seen 21 yeah, Grams. Me neither. <laughs> me <either. So laughs> I seen we'll Babel take your word for it. Like more,
2: more famously, this director uh, created Birdman.
0: Birdman was his, I think... It like a career resurgence. He had done some foreign films or yep. uh, after Babel and came back with Birdman, won the Academy Award or the Golden Globe. Did he do both?
2: Academy, yeah. Uh, he won the Oscar for Best Picture. Wow. For was Bird it Bird Best Picture or Best Director?
0: Best Director. It was uh, best movement. Picture. Birdman and and won best picture. best picture. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, but is or it really Golden Globe.
2: Yeah, Babel. Right. Well, anyway, Babel.
0: Anyway, the guy, everyone's paying attention to him. Because the L and the E are the wrong way around. Everyone's Sorry. paying attention to him after Birdman and the you know the attention he got for it see what's he going to do next this teaser trailer for the revenant comes around that's really uh visually impactful and it was pretty subtle the teaser trailer for the revenant yeah. enough so that everyone's like oh my god that's going to be amazing we all said it we we're like oh that's going to be incredible
4: yep yeah. we were all pumped
2: i i actually saw the first teaser and halfway through it i i turned it off because i was convinced
0: it sold it you that, 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 that easily yeah. and you didn't want to record it for yourself, and which i didn't was smart. watch i
2: didn't watch any of the trailers yeah, that followed yeah
0: good thing you didn't. Well, we all <laughs> went and saw it. So Tyler, who cut off the trailer, he's here. He went and saw it. Yeah. Garrett it Holmes is back and he saw the movie. Yep, I did. And you also read the novel. Yeah, I read the the novel by Michael Punk. Yeah,
3: there's or, been punky many or Punky or Punky. That's punk. Like Funky? It's put the E is silent. <laughs> okay. <It's> punk.
0: <laughs> punky? He's so punk. Brewster. Punky Brewster. I got there first. There's been a there's been a few
3: <laughs> novelizations or other films about this based on true events thing but yeah, yeah this movie is loosely based
2: on this book very loosely so it's it. so loosely book, based on like a news article the book the book the book the book is loosely based on real events and the movie is loosely based on the book right right so it's very loosely based on true events like there was a man in america it's kind of like that terrible uh movie about cloning with michael keaton multiplicity oh, That's that a great what movie. Mean, what do you mean, terrible. Terrible? <laughs> That's I the love, wrong adjective. It's like love a copy
4: of a copy, and it just gets oh, worse every time. Sure, I get that, yeah. but you're wrong. It's a that, great man. movie. It's <laughs> one of Garrett's <laughs> favorite movies. It's a fantastic. I saw it in That's theaters,
2: and I and I never saw it. Since. It's a better you key need movie to revisit. Need to revisit Multiplicity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I have it on DVD. They don't make it on, <laughs>
0: on Blu-ray. <laughs> Okay. For God's we sake, can I get through <laughs> who's hosting this episode? I Have mean, we, we done the we intro yet? We haven't even made it around the diagram table. And we're already off on multiplicity. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good That's where episode. we should stay. It <laughs> could be worse. Patrick is here. I'm here. He uh, he made it to the theater after everyone else, but he was committed to get The Revenant, and he saw it. I did. I did. it. I saw it in the theaters. Yep. Uh, Matt Hughes actually saw it before any of us he's here yeah I got to
4: see it at a special um, pre-screening because the place where I work works with one of the post houses that worked on the movie so I got to see it like a week before it came out which is
1: really
0: awesome Ooh. industry insiders here at you hate <laughs> movies yeah I'm kind of a big where, deal
4: where did they do the screening was, um, it was at the living room theaters in Portland Oregon oh, and all, nice. all of the snacks and beverages were on the house
1: oh, nice. so yeah. you better know Come I had yeah. a lot of popcorn can you get all
0: of us into the next time you do that I'll try thank you yeah or just me
2: uh, living room uh, theaters really uh, comfortable did you just whisper just but me yeah. <laughs> that joke's not going <laughs> to work on microphone <laughs>
0: They might have heard the whisper. (laughs) Okay. um, And I'm Josh. I'm here. I saw the movie Mm -hmm. with Garrett, actually. That's true. It was romantic. Yep. Um, It's a
4: romantic movie.
0: So something Mm -hmm. occurred to me when I was watching Mm -hmm. The Revenant. I got to say, I was really excited to see the movie. I was pumped going in. I did see the full trailer. Now, normally, if you've listened to the show, you know that we most of us try to avoid spoiling movies by watching trailers. Um, I accidentally wandered into the second trailer because I was at the theater and it opens up very much like the teaser right. and I was not wise enough to have the foresight that Tyler had to cut the teaser off. So I says to myself, I says, well, I've seen this teaser. I'll just watch it. Sure. And then halfway into it, I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. this, is a full this, is that, this is the trailer. new stuff. This is the whole movie. That was a,
2: yeah. a big challenge for me. Yeah. All the movies we saw near the end of the year, I had yeah. to like cover my eyes or leave the theater. I remember when we went to see Revenant. Sicario,
4: like the three or four of us had to pull my beanie down over yeah. my eyes and hum yes that's not body. a I euphemism like a la, la, la.
0: that's not a euphemism he pulled his hat down so uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i saw yeah. that he's right i saw i feel like i saw that trailer a dozen times over the yeah. Summer. happened they played, it, it, really really played, played it
2: in front of a lot of movies
0: played it and played it to death but nonetheless i was still pumped to see the movie did you guys other than tyler who saw the trailer before you went in i saw the trailer before i saw the teaser not the full trailer? Not oh, the full trailer.
4: Yeah, I saw the teaser, not the full trailer. Oh, okay.
0: Well, that's going to affect some of the stuff we say, but
2: it'll actually be interesting because I think yeah, me and Patrick the, are on different wavelengths. The bear doesn't make it into the teaser. Right.
0: Yeah. No, it's it just like a bunch of environment shots, yeah. right? It was yeah.
2: long, continuous shots, and then Tom right. Hardy doesn't even make it
0: into the teaser.
4: No, it's just, I think it's just the only character actor you see is Leo riding the horse in that one sequence, right. Right. like you do terrified. Get, yeah. yeah,
0: you do get that, and you get the get to the boat thing. Yeah. And, yeah, that's and true. All we really needed was the director from Birdman and Leo and Tom Hardy. And I was like, that's I mean, all I mean, you could have just put a black <laughs> screen up with white text <laughs> on. I've those, been like, yeah, okay. Those three names. Yeah,
3: just those three <laughs> names <laughs> have <laughs> made a movie. <laughs> they, okay, I'll they they go see. that. could have not even turned the projector <laughs> on,
0: had one of the clerks come out, fart in your face, and say, Birdman movie. And then walk back out and be like, dang, whatever he's talking about is going to be <laughs> Let's go. Let's <laughs> go.
4: Best day. <laughs>
0: so I that think that's kind of what happened with the... Re- no, I'm just kidding. The, <laughs> we go and see The Revenant, and uh, I dug it. I was I really enjoyed the movie. I um, thought it was a really solid flick, like everyone. But something uh, was, I don't want to say bothering me, something um, occurred to me right after I finished the movie, because... Uh, I, several of our friends had gone to see Matt had already seen it. Tyler had already seen it and they were both really enthusiastic about it. Like it's incredible. It's amazing. You guys are going to love it. And I was thinking, yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know that I thought that it was incredible. Amazing. I thought that it was like good flick for sure with some, with some big problems, at least to my uh, viewing experience. And then I went online afterward to start to dig up everything that I could read about the Revenant. Cause you know, after you see a movie Absolutely. that you do enjoy, you want to learn about it after the fact, not yes. before and the amount of self-celebration or just celebration and period going on around the Revenant started to baffle me, and it seemed like a ton of stuff that was being said um, was boggling my mind, and I know that, uh, full disclosure, uh, there are people at this table that weren't in any way like, oh, that was good. It had some problems or whatever. I know at least a couple of you guys like straight up adored it, so everyone show their cards and Say what they thought about *The Revenant* before we go any further.
2: I thought it was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> adore, sure. That's that's, that's You gave word. it like the highest of ratings. Yeah, I gave it five enthusiastic stars. I thought it was a f- really, really well-made movie. A Really fun. <laughs> fun <laughs> fun's not a great word. Just a laugh. I rest. had a, I had a fun time. Like? I had a fun time <laughs> going to the theater to see it. I think that it was a good. It was a good story. Um, I don't have any major issues with it,
0: okay what do you think, Garrett? in a nutshell before you show all your detailed cards
2: yeah
3: uh, I'm in more agreement with you. I mean we saw it together and we kind of talked about it after the showing um, I kind of share your same thoughts of I liked it and it was definitely beautiful and a good movie but but not equal to the necessarily equal to the hype that everyone else gives it.
0: Patrick? Uh, I gave it five enthusiastic stars. I thought it was great. I think it's deserving of the height and it really affected me. It mm. really affected. That's, yeah, that's, that's new. That's awesome. What about you? Um,
4: the same, yeah. Five enthusiastic stars. I think that, and I have started to merge the podcast with our real life because I don't know what is true anymore. I think at some point <laughs> we <laughs> talked what? about the rubric. You know, like I don't know if the conversation <laughs> happened on <laughs> mic or not. Like We have that rubric about like, do we do you think about it? Like, does it leave like a lingering effect with you when you leave the theater? Like, oh, do you right. like mull it over in your mind? And we said that that's like a, the moniker of like a good movie for us. Yeah. And with the Revenant, I, I went to bed that night thinking about it. I woke up in the morning and I was thinking about it more. And I was like, man, that is just a really mm-hmm. fantastic film
2: where it kind of haunts you. for
4: yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. And even we watched the trailer again just before the podcast. Like I'm like, man, yeah, that was beautiful and fantastic from start to finish.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, then let me just uh, since I know that we we seem to be, it's three against two. Then at least in the sense of like, the revenant super enthusiasts and the revenant approve. We
2: approve. Sure. I'm sorry.
0: We're, We're all fans. Very good. I
2: I don't I, I am an enthusiast of the film, <laughs> but I, I don't know about uh, uh, adjective super in front of that. You're a fanatic. Am I? <laughs> 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 because I I went into the movie pure. I <laughs> I hadn't seen the trailers. I didn't He's have so any judgment. expectations other than the quality that I I expected kind of from Birdman. Um but I I don't have like this overwhelming amount of hype like that I'm yeah giving to the world after they, seeing it. I'm not on, on the corner <laughs> with a megaphone. I'm not writing a blog post about people. it. I don't believe that. I don't have a clipboard, you know, si- getting people to sign some sort of you can't tell right some. now, but he's wearing a Revenant. t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's got Leo's face he's
4: tattooed <laughs> over his face. Um, I don't even think it should win Best Picture. Like, I like it, it but really. I'm not like, it's not the best movie of the last year.
0: Well, either way, I think you guys are going to have some interesting insight into some of my quibbles. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. With the movie. I'm ready or to Or maybe, maybe you guys will actually identify with some of these things and your your affection for the movie is not affected by it. Was right, maybe, so let's all start right. with this thing. This is maybe one of the biggest things is that um, I think that r- the revenant, at least to go and l- investigate the hype is ha- suffering from the same uh, syndrome as up up syndrome, let's call it. Uh, we've discussed several times on the podcast where there's all this hype about a movie, but they're drawing all their attention to one single aspect of the movie that is not the movie. As a whole. So when Up came out, everyone was like, oh, it's the best Pixar thing ever. It's so amazing. And then you'd be like, wait, yeah, what? Really? Know. And they'd say, yeah, that montage at the beginning, that montage about the couple, that montage. And then you're like, what the heck? That's like three minutes of the movie. The rest are running around like in a bird. A bunch. montage. That was, yeah.
2: a, that was a long stretch. It was yeah, a it long, was sad, was sad no montage. That
4: was, that was beautiful. And it was. It was. But it's not enough to carry yeah. the movie. When the montage that's ends,
2: cool. the movie takes a left turn. <laughs> it sure yeah. does. Yeah. there's a yeah. running around bird called bird. Kevin. Yeah, a bird eating chocolate and some talking dog. Yeah. Yeah. If that montage
0: were like the little movie
2: that played before
0: the Pixar movie, yeah. you'd be like, wow, that was the best thing ever. Yeah. yeah. So, dark, so with the rhythm, rhythm. Yeah. it the just ends with the Pixar Pixar <laughs> Better <laughs> than that, that. <laughs> lava <laughs> volcano <laughs> one, though.
2: It's life. It sucks.
0: Get you ready, kids. It's
4: going to world. you in a
1: crotch.
0: So to read everything about The Revenant, I still haven't seen or read, and I read a a good bit. Not everything there is out there, but I read a lot of different um, articles and reviews about it. I haven't heard anyone comment on the movie as a story. Story, I'm not going to try to pretend it's the only element of a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like movies by David Cronenberg or David Lynch where the story is super abstracted and you can still get into it. Yeah. But no one mentions the story. Uh, Everyone talks about two things. One, that it's visually arresting. Mm -hmm. And two, that it was difficult to To make. make. (laughs) Right. So part of me, beginning with number one, what do you guys think about this? It thinks, I think that the fact that it was difficult to make doesn't make the movie good. It doesn't even make the movie unique. I mean, we think about how many movies had to be just as or more difficult to make in different ways like sure. Waterworld with Kevin Costner. Waterworld's <laughs> a great example. <laughs> apocalypse a Now a great movie. Uh yeah. Apocalypse Now <laughs> gave people that were working on it like breakdowns. They had to write a book or make a full-on documentary about how hard it was to sh- right. be out in the jungle and shoot Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Or to think about this is going to make me sound nerdy, but a movie that's difficult for different reasons. You know, there's a scene in uh Gremlins where the gremlins are throwing darts at gizmo on a dartboard yeah. and they that wasn't for the movie they shot that because the puppeteers were so frustrated mm-hmm. that they actually put the puppet on a dartboard and threw darts at it and made a guy like make it squirm so that they could take out their aggression because it was such a nightmare to get a hundred different puppets to work in unison and they thought oh, that's funny we'll put it in the movie not um, to
3: mention the exorcist where everyone got haunted and
0: people <laughs> <Yeah>. died. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> people die cuz of that real Trying demon. to make a movie with demons messing <laughs> yeah. with it. And no one goes around going like, "Oh my god, gremlins." Like, it's so yeah. amazing. what they went through to make that movie. It's yeah. incredible.
2: I think that uh, there is there is a lot of hype. Uh, And I I haven't contributed to the hype And I haven't really (laughs) I haven't really like indulged in the hype It kind of doesn't matter to me I enjoyed the movie for what it was And I know there's a lot of this other conversation going on where The world is freaking out And they're saying oh how did he make this film Um, I think that a lot of the hype is kind of generated from Birdman uh, And you look at a movie like Birdman And you see this kind of new style of filmmaking Where he has these long continuous shots And you think how did he do that how, Isn't there that they, one how do r- they follow someone down a hall for fifteen minutes with all these different cues Isn't that I have there to that take that place? Russian
4: movie that Russian something? Russian kiss maybe that the whole ninety minute movie is just one continuous shot. So it's not there's like a, a lot brand of new thing. There's a lot yeah, of movies like that. It's not a brand a new thing. But
2: yeah. like if you look at Alfred Hitchcock's movie Rope, there's like three cuts in the whole film. So right. It plays almost like right. like a stage performance. Right. But the the difference I think with Birdman is that uh, it's so intricate. Yes. where Where you're following someone down a hallway, everybody has to get their cues right on mark, everyone's hiding behind the camera, trying to make it happen and um and it's kind of like it's kind of like this weird like hyper realism where you're almost like a part of the scene where you're walking down the hallway behind Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, I agree with that. The
0: fact that it's not actually one-shot to me is even more impressive because that editor... Right, how they blended it together. So watching Birdman, you think,
2: how did they do this? But in Birdman, at least they had a controlled environment. So you take this new style that Alejandro has created for Birdman and everyone's like super psyched about and you put it on horses and you throw in arrows... Whizzing past mm. DiCaprio's head, and there's people falling out of trees at the same time. You think, "Holy crap! How did they do this?" It is a, an astounding yeah that accomplishment sequence that
4: you're referencing. That sequence specifically with the fight, where the camera follows like victim to attacker to victim. Yeah, attacker. that yeah it was brutal was too. Amazing. Super brutal, and it it's, yeah. it
2: really is an astounding accomplishment. Absolutely. So it definitely deserves the credit for what he actually managed to capture on film. As there's 100 people all contributing to this one scene unfolding and so you, you you have to at least acknowledge yes that must have been so hard to make but i agree that that shouldn't be what carries the film
4: right that's more for me that's more of i'm excited about the the like sphere that surrounds the film i'm like man that Aspect of production is really exciting and really cool to hear about, and all that stuff about like it was only shot with natural light, and it was shot in um, chronological order, and it took a lot longer than they thought because they had all these problems. Like that stuff is exciting, but in a practical, I like the industry of movies, and I like the way that movies are made, and I like understanding and learning about that. But I can, I think that I can separate the movie itself as a piece of art. From the way that the art was made. Right. And I'm like, the man, both of those it. things are cool. The yeah. craft is cool, but I also think that the film itself, even without that craft aspect, is amazing. No, yeah. I
0: mean, I, you bring up an excellent point. You, there's like, this Thanks. sounds terribly reductive, <laughs> but there's basically two types of movie going audience, and not one better than the other. They're both great. Which uh, one are
4: we? Because that's the better one. um,
0: Just just, let him him get to it. I I read this book a couple of months ago by a guy um, named David Thompson who wrote How to Watch a Movie. And he begins his book by saying that you you have these two different types of audience members. One goes in, and they just want the escapism. They just want the thrill of suspension of disbelief. They enjoy a movie. They want Transformers. Yeah, they want Transformers or whatever it might be. Maybe they even like The Revenant um and then they maybe they're affected maybe not but they go about it and then there's your second crowd where they go and they want that stuff too but they also also appreciate the art and craft of filmmaking and they're somehow able to like at least attempt to assess and evaluate the movie as a piece of film while they're watching it and still like suspend their disbelief and, and still immersed. engage in it on a level and then they leave Um, being affected like Patrick's talking about where you're haunted by the movie and you're thinking about the movie but you're also thinking about like oh how'd they do that and what was you know what was about it and he said the people who end up being like movie critics and I'm talking about like actual journalists not like you know what people tweet or whatever the people that actually go on to study film and everything right they have to be that second crowd otherwise you'd just be like I liked it or I didn't like it you know Mm -hmm. you have to learn about all the different cogs in the machine Mm mm-hmm so, with the I, I'm with Tyler completely, and I was impressed. You know, anytime you watch a movie like Children of Men or something like that, and when yeah, you're Children just a man, Gosh, completely yeah. out of your body, experience with yes. how good it is, and going, holy crap, how in the world yeah. did they do that? And there was a ton of the Revenant that was like that. Right. Um, but what I'm what I will go on to say it in a little further detail down my argument here is that a movie like children of men is buoyed up on this like absolute, like surreal level of engagement story wise that I yeah. felt like the Revenant almost did not have period.
2: Yeah. The Revenant storyline was very, very simple. Yes. There was like one motivating factor is revenge <laughs> yep. and survival right. in order to get revenge. So yeah, the story was very, very simple. But even before we get into story, I think that to, in the movie's defense you know people that are giving into the hype about how hard it was to make not, it wasn't just it wasn't just like the cinematography and like the camera work alone and like the scene structures but even what like the actors had to endure in order to make the film you look at DiCaprio and Hardy these guys that had to go out into the wilderness like they endured some really tough stuff yeah I mean he really went in a river in the freaking yeah, winter right, time temperature, and like
4: yeah. ate a raw buffalo yeah, covered
2: in a Bear's fur weighing him down. Yeah, like they really committed to those scenes, and you know everybody always cries, give give DiCaprio an an Oscar, and he deserves it with the amount of at least with the amount of commitment he puts into his scenes. And I remember thinking throughout the film, like this is so realistic because they're actually dressed in bear fur and they're running through creeks and streams. They actually are out there enduring these elements. Right. Yeah, him eating
3: the, the liver thing was... He's a vegetarian and they planned on him eating a, a, a prop, right? Chewing yeah. On a prop that they had made and he... Leo said, you know, no, that he would have to do the real thing if it, if he wanted yeah, to Yeah, I heard real. that it
4: got shot a couple of times and he was like, this doesn't work. Right. Like, this isn't... It doesn't look real. And so yeah. he... So he did.
3: He yeah. actually bit into the thing, and and he went on to say, like, I'll, "That was great, but I'll never do that again." That's I think <laughs> it's that's great. Fair. Great for the movie, well, but fair uh, response. Yeah. He eating raw liver. bit into
2: that raw liver, and then he also the killed and and ate raw fish right. Right out of the river.
0: Yep. Yeah. See, the thing about the, I think Leonardo DiCaprio has delivered way better. Performances as an actor, well, sure. Yeah, yeah then Shutter Island or The Departed. This this better. seems hard for <laughs> His sure. performances. These se- this seems yeah. hard. It's very hard. Yeah, I I read one critic write. Uh, he described the entire movie as, "Hi, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. Welcome to Jackass." And he was saying, yeah, I heard that. seeing <laughs> I like I I agree. this, like agree you, with that. you just take this beautiful, rich, uh, person and then like part, he really thought, I don't know if I agree with this part, but this critic was wondering if so many audience members, because of the level of hype about what they endured to make the movie, it's like, this will be so cool. I'll we'll have to see Leonardo DiCaprio be cold and get mm. dirt in his eyes and eat a bison liver. And it's interesting because that stuff counterintuitively will take you out of the movie by the fact that you're constantly asking yourself, uh-huh. "Oh, that must have sucked. That, that was gross. Right. Yeah, he must have hated that." But I, but I think for
4: for me and like you referenced earlier, like I read that stuff after, so like that's all. That's all. I didn't go in with that information. Like, well, sure, but I a certain with, amount like, of it. Acting.
0: I was thinking, man, he's got to at least be cold, <laughs> 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 and that dirt is on his eyeball. Yeah, yeah. it was. pretty... I think <laughs> yeah, I think it mo- more than like just admitting how crazy it, or how hard it was, just like how brave the filmmaking was to a- attempt that because it went way over their time schedule and all that stuff, and they yeah, only like used three months. Natural light, you know, except yeah. for one scene or whatever. Yeah. Like the idea that like to try that and to commit to it yeah, is vicious. like, yeah, give me part a break. Of the art. No, no, that's, that's, that's something. No, that is because something. Is something. It's, <laughs> is something. when you're doing it, when you don't have to and i don't mean like don't have to in the george lucas sense like they just they could just cg it all but i feel like some of that stuff is just so that they could brag about it later the fact that they oh, shot wow. with natural light that's neat i guess but i would i would so love to see those dailies because you know that afterward they just processed and color corrected the crap out of it it was all yeah. color corrected yeah so what the heck like <laughs> get a light out there <laughs> you just want to be able well, I mean, to brag color, and say you you're really gonna col- did it
4: color correct it like under not natural light so what like what what's wrong with making art that is hard and challenging to
0: make it's not there's nothing wrong with it per se but if they would have put one ounce of the effort that they said like i'm only gonna use natural light and he's really gonna eat this bison liver and we're all gonna be so freaking cold and here's i'm throwing freaking dirt in your eyeballs (laughs) and crap like somebody was probably standing over there with script being like Maybe we could make this thing less predictable. What do you think about that? And he was like, No, 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 no. Here's <laughs> more comes, blood and get uh, it back into the When it comes to rating. the story, I think it's it's something like Avatar that Tyler loves so much. You know, people mm-hmm. hate on. It them. ain't as bad as Avatar. <laughs> no, no. Avatar. avatar is so much better than the Revenant. <laughs> right. so as a story and as a dog, People get mad get about the story here, for Avatar. Gully it's like predictable, predictable from the start. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I think I that know. that's a part of the filmmaker's tool that they use they say we're going to use a story that people can follow easily so that we can use these other things more extremely and it doesn't take you out if the story is so intricate that it's hard to follow while you're seeing all these things that's a different film altogether we are about a hundred floors below hard to figure out with the revenant i did an experiment and part of this is absolutely me and garrett's fault for seeing the trailer or did you see the trailer the teaser. The teaser. Well, it's part of it is I read the book. So for I kind <laughs> yeah, of spoiler. what I was getting into. Uh, you know, my, my wife hasn't seen the Revenant. Uh, she saw the trailer and she was asking me what I thought about it. And I was like, let me just ask you a question just based on that trailer. Cause she doesn't really retain a ton of information about trailers or movies. She doesn't. She's like, I can't remember who was in that or what I saw. She'd seen the trailer once before star Wars or something. And I said, what do you think happens in that movie based on the trailer? And she goes, um, I don't know. These guys are out in the woods doing something. One of them gets attacked by a bear. They carry him around for a second. But then they don't want to carry him anymore. So I guess one of those guys, like, tries to kill him and kills his son. They leave him for dead. And then, you know, he he goes to get revenge on that one guy. And I said, "And what do you if you had to guess, what do you think happens at the end? He's like, I don't know. He catches him and kills him like yes you just perfectly described the entire yeah, movie but true. it was yeah. three hours long yeah but you can't blame the film for the trailer
4: yeah that's your no, fault but i'm saying that or for using too obvious a hollywood trope
0: no i'm just saying that the, you don't think that there was any room in there for them to do something that was like a tad original i in think the they way did i think writing. that the way Uh-oh.
4: like the the biggest thing for me with like the character contrast between Tom Hardy and Leo was when Tom Hardy's sitting with Jim at the fire and he tells that story about his dad nearly dying and being in the scrub of trees and meeting God and it's the squirrel and he eats the squirrel. That part and was great. Yeah, but that then they contrast it with when Leo has that sweat lodge experience and goes into the busted down church and sees his son and hugs the tree and then they they pan out and you see that he's in a completely... Flatland in a scrub of trees, and I just felt like that was just a contrast between those two men's characters, and told you all about the baseness of Tom Hardy and like the other like etherealness of Leo, and I thought that was really awesome and phenomenal filmmaking. Then your
0: theory becomes undone because that contrast has to echo at least one more time because the conclusion of the movie was clearly the reference to the squirrel story when he's at the river with the guy about to kill him, and he looks up. And he sees God. In this case, it's the other Native American, Native American right. yeah. and he sends them to be judged by God. Right. Right. And how does that he, not fit with my theory? <laughs> because he's not all ethereal and whatever else. He's the same exact thing. He's like basically still giving in to base violence and brutality. He just lets this other crazy guy across the river do it. And call it God because he's probably so whacked out of his gourd from being yeah he <laughs> being truly cold. is it's I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a classic uh, story base and leaning into that and making it a super simple story that you can follow from start to finish and that you don't need to like be thinking about how it's going to end or what's going to be the conclusion that you can just watch it and enjoy it like 40 well then why in the world do we complain about these other movies why in the world do we <laughs> say like all oh, these characters are underdeveloped and they're so predictable they just do what's already been done a million times why do people pitch a fit about avatar if we're not going to pitch a fit about you could say that avatar was freaking hard to make it had to be <laughs> i like avatar I'm not pitching a fit about that at all. just for that movie because <laughs> yeah. avatar
4: like beat for beat was freaking pocahontas and ferngully like the Revenant isn't beat for beat. No, it's oh, okay. taking, It's taking um, a I don't, story type. I
0: don't seem to recall a scene in Avatar where a giant blob of toxic waste mm-hmm. does a song on top of a bulldozer. No, so, beat that, for beat. Wouldn't that be great, though? <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> would
2: that help you probably really like it. Well, yeah.
4: He's going to run out of ideas. By number four, it's going to be in there.
2: I, uh, I actually think that the story for Revenant was not predictable. I went in without seeing the trailer, and having seen the trailer afterward, I'm so glad I didn't me too, because it gives away so it well, totally much does freaking oh, absolutely information. everything but the ending so many plot yeah. points even yeah. even that kind of trick where he he plays where he where he's playing the dead body on the horse <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah it yeah. shows him
0: pull the gun out, yeah, and yeah. fire it. and fire yeah. it that's Marty. also it's in the teaser though by the way. Yeah, I
2: forgot. About I don't that, remember that from the teaser. Well, yeah, I think it was in the we back half it. of the teaser that you didn't watch. Oh, well, that's yeah, I didn't. And see And I'd that, forgotten yeah. the teaser but by the time context, I went to see the movie. So, so going sure. in, going in blind, I had no idea where he was going with that story, and I was really captivated by that storyline the whole length of the film because it was it was more in depth than just DiCaprio trying to get to Tom Hardy. First, I didn't see. Tom Hardy being the one killing his son. I thought maybe it was the pursuing Indians that killed his son. I didn't know what happened to his son. Oh yeah, actually, Tom, didn't You see Tom Hardy killing right. the son in the trailer. Like that's yeah. way too much information. Oh, far yeah. too So much. when Tom Hardy actually did kill him, I'm like, oh crap! I I honestly didn't expect that. Right. right. You mean awesome to tell me that
0: when they kept having Tom Hardy
2: being like, oh this little half breed boy <laughs> over here and all yeah.
0: that stuff, you're well, like, oh course. he's got a heart of gold. He's not going to do anything to anybody. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course. there was
2: some conflict between them, but it's not like I saw that coming from a mile away. That they had to ease into that. And, and there was a second storyline going with the pursuant Indians and that other, like, group of white people. The French guys. Trappers. Yeah. Who ha- had stolen or kidnapped that Indian girl. And there's this whole secondary storyline that was, like, a like catalyst in DiCaprio's, you know. Which they tied those two storylines together phenomenally And I well. thought it ended really well tying them together. <laughs> And so I thought the storyline was, guys have was drank great. The Kool Aid. No, chug- see, you're know. drinking oh, the Kool
0: Aid because you're saying you're basing your <laughs> whole argument. Oh, no, you, you are. <laughs> no, your man. whole argument is based on the trailer. You're like the trailer yeah. no, spoiled it for me, so the story's give You're you you just you being, being
4: too punk because you don't like it when everyone likes something. No, no,
0: something. no what are you oh, talking man. about? I'm saying that I like Avatar.
2: Okay, that's certainly more people like Avatar. I actually think that the the. Main group of characters, you know, the the trappers that we're introduced to that DiCaprio's uh, guiding through the wilderness. I actually thought there was a lot of dynamic between them too, with Dom Dom Hill, Dom, Dom Null Gleason,
4: Null, Dom Null. Dom Null Gleason. Gleason,
2: yeah. <laughs> keep working on it. And, I'm from about time. Uh, and that other guy, Will Poulter, the, who played yeah, the kid, Jim. Yeah, I thought that the dynamics they added to those character conflicts were really, really awesome. Like the the amount of honor and respect that Dom Null, his character played toward DiCaprio was really like engaging and like captivating the way that they they still struggle to survive even though he had been mauled by a bear yeah
4: and all all that tension back at the fort between Tom Hardy and Domino where like there's obvious suspicion and that's played out so well
2: and when and when (laughs) uh, DiCaprio finally arrived (laughs) back in the fort (laughs) and he he's like Domino Domino actually they find him out in the woods and they Mm -hmm. return and domino commits to finding tom hardy and right. getting you know justice from the situation I, I thought that all of that was very very captivating. that
0: poor kid uh that poor weird kid from the narnia movie that, Jim, that yeah. was almost pennywise the clown
2: yeah
4: Eust- eustace oh yeah. yeah i forgot even pennywise. so
0: you mean that it, it's almost impossible for me, for me to make arguments on predictability since i did see the trailer and i'll acknowledge that i'm tainted by the trailer absolutely the trailer was terrible um but you really mean to bad. tell me that if let's say you go and you sit down and you're watching the movie and you're just a few steps behind, you know, the plot as it's unfolding in front of you and somebody if somebody were to say like just imagine what would happen in this movie if it were going to be 100% predictable from the ground up then you would be absolutely right. Every guess you would make, wait, you can see everything coming from a mile away, even like the director's intent where it's like, "Oh, he's scraping on the thermos that's got to be a visual cue that's going to get left behind so there's some, that's Wait, not in the trailer at, you're mad at foreshadowing no i'm <laughs> just saying that like nothing there's no there was never any false lead there was never any red herring there was never like any kind of shake up to the story and from the beginning i never ever ever felt like leonardo dicaprio and this this is fair because the ending's not absolutely not in the trailer i never felt like he was ever in any real danger he was always going to get tom hardy he was always going to kill him and there was always going to be that sort of plain uh, resolution well, to the story. You
2: can say that about most movies with a lead, with likeness. a protagonist in. You can always say that Bruce Willis is going to kill the yeah, terrorists. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I knew that Tom Hardy hard. wasn't going to die. in Mad Jones is going to
4: find that treasure. Yeah. yeah, that's, just, that's <laughs> <it>. always <laughs> going to be okay. Luke Skywalker is not I, going I to die. That
2: there were a lot of mysteries in this film and some misdirections, like with the that second set of trappers, the French, the French white guys. Uh, yeah, French mis- people are. Misleading, white. <laughs> misleading the Indians, the Native Americans, saying, we don't have your daughter, <laughs> and that weird them. conflict. And then they, had, they did have. The guy's daughter. The yeah, that was brilliant daughter. misdirection. That,
0: that whole thing amounted to almost nothing, though. That subplot was almost no because worthless. he
2: came upon them and he actually saved her. his life at the end. He did yeah, save his life. Everything yeah. saved
0: his life. It's like a horse. He the was Superman. He was life. freaking no. Superman. No. Nothing could whatever possibly. he his neck. On fire. You guys aren't being consistent because you're saying, oh, every you know, every movie has got a protagonist. He's never in any real danger. That's fine if the entire plot of Indiana Jones, like Patrick said, is. Indiana Jones, every bit of tension and suspense in that movie is built on whether or not Indiana Jones is going to live or die. That was all this movie was doing, was whether or not Leonardo DiCaprio's character was going to live or die. And you're never like, that. he fell off a cliff. He's going to be fine. Oh, yeah, that no, I part, I That wasn't part worried. was too much.
2: I wasn't worried about whether or not he was going to live or die. The, I mean, the bear attack was brutal. And I... The bear attack was the best part of the movie. I did expect him to survive, but I felt like a good portion of the film was just him recovering and trying to figure out how to get his bearings and back on his feet. And did you ever wonder whether or not he
0: was going to do that? I always
2: expected him to. I always expected there to be some sort of climactic conflict and resolution between Tom Hardy and. Of DiCaprio. course, because that, that, that's, just, that's, that's how a the movie revenge was leading up to. movie so, ends. But, I, but along the way, I wasn't... black hat versus white hat. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand yeah, this. It yeah, seems yeah, like yeah, a in yeah, yeah. the whole like time. You're, like, you're thinking, are
0: it, the, the Native Americans, are they going to find him again? Because they're, fi- they're chasing him at the same time. And the whole time, Tom Hardy like double-crosses him and steals the money. And it's like, you don't know how bad he's going to be. I always knew he was going to get killed by Leonardo DiCaprio. You knew he was going to steal the money though, you knew that. With that stuff is inconsequential, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it develops it further just to see how bad he is. <laughs> it shows Like us. you needed convincing. Well, the first lines they have out of his mouth are like awful crap. It's just I know, like but they're all, all these people are pretty bad. Not it's, really. It's a
2: hard time, man. Not really. Well, of, of no. course when the movie everyone but Tom Hardy was all right. Yeah. When the movie takes that turn and you realize that the DiCaprio is going to get yeah, revenge they're, they're for well. Tom Hardy you expect them to meet again. That, that's no. There's no really like mystery there. You expect it. It's just how it's going to happen, how it unfolds, what he has to overcome to right. get there. It's a story that's that done. you know maybe the ending of, but you're you seeing how it, how it plays out. Like have you ever seen Columbo
4: where like you hey, know what's going hey. on and then you watch how he figures <laughs> it out? Hey,
0: maybe you guys aren't hearing me. What I'm saying <laughs> I, is I, that I there is a level... That you guys are trying to have your cake and eat it too. I'm saying that there's a level of predictability here that the characters are underdeveloped or that they're archetypal, if you want to say that. And you guys yeah. are being like, yeah, what's wrong with that? That's fine. Every movie does that. And then you're saying, but no, uh, it's none of those things. I'm saying if you want to level that critique at other movies that people do, it's just to me it feels like, oh, Revenant's an arthouse movie, so it gets a pass. It can do predictable stuff. It can be totally like by the numbers, but it's beautiful and it was so hard. Uh, avatar is completely predictable it goes by the numbers and everything yeah but it's mainstream and like corporate so it's so stupid and lame and only idiots like that it's the exact same thing no no oh. i'm saying avatar nah, is great i love avatar i'm just saying that it's okay to use a classic storyline that people aren't thinking or aren't concerned about the, the story ending. they they kind of can see where it's going and that's okay you're on the journey to see where they're going to see them get there and i still think it's not fair to have this much fault with it because somebody told you what was going to happen before the movie started. Yeah. So I'm saying, what but a, happen, a lot of what right? I'm saying are stuff that's not in the trailer. Like what? The ending. The everything, in the trailer. everything. Sure. You, the
2: ending's not in the trailer. Yeah. No. Yeah. You see the final scenes. You don't see Tom Hardy. You don't actually know who them, he's shooting see, at. You see DiCaprio and Hardy fighting at the end of the movie in the trailer. You even see DiCaprio alive after the fight in the trailer oh, oh well gosh. i didn't i
0: wasn't Jeez. i
1: honestly
2: didn't know that when i was watching you know what the movie. i
0: forgot that the tra- the horse thing happened in the trailer yeah it the, in the movie, yeah. It like the horse it thing awesome. is in the teaser i know yeah. i forgot that okay. too. it got let's, me in the movie let's though.
4: talk about how like that is too much the horse thing was too much yeah, the if, tauntaun part like <laughs> you would free <laughs> like do you understand how thermodynamics work like you can't
1: be oh, in a warm no. yes no, but, no you yeah. don't know that no so i do i know some stuff like if
4: you cut into a horse and T- take its guts out and then you get inside there like you're in a wet thing in the frozen thing. He, it would have been it iced closed he would have frozen to death he took his clothes off to get in there he would have died that was stupid that you, part you was you don't dying.
2: know if I had any critique outside of the horse not any critique for negative critique for the film it would be that that part of it yeah. that part of the story the where horse the cliff. horse the
0: horse throws itself off yeah. the cliff Dumb.
2: No, everything else that, along the way no
0: that's what we need because you're saying the predictable storyline is too much you need, you need little things that take physical you out of that you impossibilities. Yeah. You don't know, isn't it? You're talking about thermodynamics. You have no idea what you're talking about. I read a cracked article okay. about how Luke would have died in the Tauntaun. You just
4: read
1: some
0: random thing on the internet. That doesn't mean you understand how the guts of a horse work in the winter. Of
4: course you do. <laughs> it's wet. It's frozen. They showed it being it's frozen warm. in the morning. He would have died, yeah. man. Warm. We don't
0: know if he was in there for they five got, or six hours. Overnight. It <laughs> don't matter how late it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's like, like a sleeping bag. It was you sunshine. Sleeping you're, you're right. I <laughs> See that Not a wet yeah, and that took us out he of what naked. was happening. That was like a naked. cool misdirection. And and I thought it was awesome. The I thought part the, was awesome.
2: I thought there was actually good character development. You get a lot of these flashbacks into DiCaprio's story, and you get some some weird like tension because he killed an officer. Of the army, and he was working in in association with the army in certain ways. Yeah. Oh. So there was some and weird those, tension like, there. Like flashback
4: dream sequence. Yeah, because yeah. he had
2: he had revenge earlier on the death of his wife. Yeah. Uh, and then he got revenge again on the death of his son. So there's like this weird, like inner conflict with him as well. Uh, and then I think the movie is unpredictable because he he gets thrown off this cliff, which I think is kind of, of all things in the movie, unrealistic. It's totally. Unrealistic. Right. The bear attack is. <laughs> just absolutely awful and oh vicious gosh, when it comes to brutal back the second time that was but, so intense but there are stories of men surviving bear attacks but being Man. thrown there well, being like thrown off guy. a cliff after surviving a bear attack being thrown off a cliff off on your horse <laughs> down through a tree it's like <laughs> what are we doing no, yeah. but landed, i appreciated landed, the, i appreciated the, the, the curveball that the director was trying to give us but i also think that the movie was unpredictable in like the the surprise friendship that he created with that lone yeah. Pawnee Indian. Yes, and because th- he was like his wife was. was Pawnee, right? That was yeah. the deal. Like he yeah. was, and intimate those scenes with that
4: scenes It's like, oh, uh, you're
0: one of the good ones. You're not one of these bad <laughs> ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> those <laughs> scenes that they had together with them like catching snowflakes on their tongue, <laughs> like that was. That <laughs> it was. It I was, love it was that part. Bro. It was kind of. It was kind of odd, but like it my showed. Best friend. <laughs> It showed that they they had so much in common, yet being so from such different camps, if you yeah. will, literally. Uh, Ooh, and <laughs> nice. and I thought that it was actually a very interesting like device in the storytelling, and then it was also heartbreaking when he found that very same Indian strung up by, by the, the French, French trappers. Yeah. And then he discovered that girl and she cut off that dude's penis. And I thought yeah, I didn't man. see any of these, these points coming. Like, I didn't see very this. Interesting. The Revenant has an
0: on-screen rape. Rape in movies is notoriously overshadows other stuff that happens in movies. Cause like, Oh man, that movie has this brutal scene in it or whatever. But, uh, I haven't heard anybody. No, no that's because everyone, so, everyone in the media got so embarrassed
4: that they thought there was bear rape in it. They thought that DiCaprio was yeah, being raped by yeah, the bear. Yeah, and <laughs> so they couldn't then turn around and be like, oh, we were wrong about that bear rape. Let's yeah. talk about that girl rape instead. Hey, hey, let me
0: tell you, this was a little spoiled for me because uh, when we were at work, somebody was asking Tyler uh, if there was a bear rape. rape, rape. A bear rape? Yeah. <laughs> a bear rape. Oh, no, 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 they didn't
2: ask. They said, isn't there rape in the movie? Right. Yeah. And, and then, I said, what? No, yeah.
0: the bear doesn't rape him and then he said so there's no rape in it cuz he was asking if he could take his wife who's sensitive to that and he Tyler, said no well
2: and then i was like <laughs> and great then man then it came back man. to me and i said oh, yeah. yeah there is rape in the movie but then it, it's like, rated R for but it's such right. a it's such a small like portion of the film and you you get vindication and justice so quickly after i mean the, the rape is yeah it's just even, meant to further villainize these horrible right. french yeah. people these horrible yeah. horrible, horrible right. french people i mean that's yeah. fair the bear but the, all of those points along the way were really unpredictable in my opinion.
0: I didn't expect any of that. I mean, yeah, you're spinning your wheels off on the side story. That's irrelevant. It's like when you play.
2: It Zelda wasn't irrelevant and you're just collecting I would. Those I dogs. would agree with you. That contributed to the climax w- of the film. Yeah, I would agree with you. Had it not contributed to the climax, it's
0: all just crap there to get him from. A, it's like he's always going to have. If it wouldn't have been, I actually like I thought that that stuff with the uh, the guy that became his best pal, that saved his life, was pretty touching, and I was sad to see him hanging as a corpse. (laughs) Uh, But the thing that didn't feel, the thing that felt a little bit shallow about even that to me was that everything along the way was just something to get him from point A to point B where we know that he's going. There's nothing necessarily wrong with there being a very simple trajectory. Like you guys said in the beginning, it's a very simple story to get him from point A to point B and you know that that's where we're heading and you know that it's that simple. But... It was hard for me to get any sort of emotional resonance with any of these characters because even though there was a flashback about a wife that was sad. Even though he had a son that that died, that was sad. It wasn't like really sad it wasn't that i really even cared about any of these characters except for the ones i was supposed to dislike they were they were dislikable yeah they were but it was well like done. leonardo dicaprio just seems like this gruff guy that's cold and miserable and i'm sick of seeing him miserable it'd be nice if he were less miserable there was nothing really to tether me to any of these characters because they they the the ceiling of their development was hit in like the first five ten minutes of the movie and they never really get past that except for backstory it's not really enough to to always flesh a character. Oh, I know.
2: I thought that the backstory made the dynamics and the like profoundness of the father son relationship more significant to me.
0: Well the relationship was more significant. But like what what about them as characters? How do we relate to them? All we know is that he's lost a lot and that he's suffered a lot. We don't know like
2: DiCaprio. Yeah,
0: what kind of what kind of person Before is the the killing why do we of care? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Already you know, they
0: show us they show us little things, the fact that he was married to not a white person in that time was a big deal so we see that he's different he's a different kind right, of person he's an outsider. from the, from the uh, yeah. other people around him yeah. and we see that even like interacting with the people on the hunt like the way he was taking care of his son like aggressively at times he seemed like a hard father but well they it, were it, it was hard protective. Hard he was hard protective yeah, yeah but hard he, was, times. he was like trained by you know just the nature
2: was, of the environment and the time that they were in it was all very yeah I brutal. felt like they
0: were developed super well
2: and like we were rooting for him
0: because he lost everything and you wanted to see him have something back and yeah. the whole time I thought there's no way he's going to make it at the end of this like what? he might get Tom Hardy
2: for sure no oh, DiCaprio. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well sure <you> t- <laughs> yeah, he's not I, coming yeah. back
2: he is frozen and dead that's it I think that uh, for you who saw the trailer and you saw the son die before even going into the film that you almost already have this, like, disconnection to him where you're not going to commit to him emotionally. That's true. Because you already know his fate.
0: But I don't know. I mean, like, there are are movies that declare the the inevitable demise of a character from the outset, and you still can't help yourself from getting attached to the character, knowing that, I mean, like, the whole premise of Shakespeare is that, like, in the opening lines of Romeo and Juliet, you learn that they're going to kill themselves, and then they go forward into the story from there. So just knowing yeah. that they're, they're doomed doesn't necessarily...
2: When you're watching the prequels and you're seeing Anakin Skywalker develop, you don't really root for him because you know he's a good
0: kind. you can't use the prequels We don't Darth root for him: Of course you <laughs> can. <They're laughs> like you canon. know his fate, so you're not right. really...
4: You're like, I don't care about you, don't you and Padme. build any connection with him.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't build any connection with him for other reasons. Well, yeah. yeah that's fair. <laughs> I really
3: hated Tom Hardy's character. Or I really hated Tom Hardy as the character. What you didn't the like him? Wait, no. the, ca- the character or Tom
1: Hardy? Tom himself because you couldn't understand what I he was saying. I hated his. You should his be able to
3: understand his, his fake southern accent. <laughs> accent. No, he didn't do it well.
1: Uh Oh Oh yeah. man! Oh, here
3: we, oh, we go. Here we go. Tom, Got no, some no, beef the with Tom. Tom you know, Hardy. Just how, how should it have been done? Well Tom Hardy, you give it to us. <laughs> Tom Hardy results in a kind of like. Mumbled like he you, was really marble. You melt. can't really understand what he's saying, and it's like this not
2: <laughs> accurate not? rural America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he I'm saying. Was, like him, he was weird. Al being there were a uh, couple Bane of a Mad lines Mad in this too. movie
0: where he <laughs> went full on Bane. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly.
2: that was, there was like, some, I don't there know. Was some points. I don't understand the <laughs> saying. He was Damn. Weird out being Kurt Cobain in that parody of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Why Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where he, he literally has marbles in his mouth. Yeah, that's I, pretty funny. I like Weird Tom sounds. Hardy, but I don't like We Spoil Smells
0: Like the the Nirvana, the <laughs> song. <laughs>
1: hey, this spoiler is, is long for this one. I just, I, feel I
0: disagree. I think Tom Hardy was great. And if it weren't really? for Stallone, I'd hope he'd win. Best. Tom Hardy Supreme was, player. I felt like the strongest performance in the movie.
2: Hmm. Yeah, he does really well, but he's just cool. To, to he's like, yeah, I
0: like Tom Hardy. I just do not like. does not sound like I him. think. I think Dom Hall accent. Gleason
4: was a stronger performance. He you
3: know, was really good. Hey, Tom hey, he had, he had less lot. screen time. But I'm gonna say he something to strong.
0: shake everyone up. I don't understand why they keep putting this guy in every movie. Tom Hall Gleason. Yeah, it's not like he's like unlikable or he's just outright sucks. But I'm like, we keep calling him. Man, he yeah. was perfect in X Machina.
2: I thought he was he fantastic. He was just right. He was really good in Ex Machina. He was phenomenal in About was, Time. I think he was much better in The Revenant than he was in Star Wars.
1: Yeah.
0: About I Time. Like he's like an everyman. I, you just yeah, can I put him in any little thing. I feel like work. About
2: Time was his wheelhouse.
0: <laughs> that romantic. As like a, a comedy. dweeb and a goofball
1: <laughs> romantic I love comedy. that movie. I
2: think Domhnall Gleeson did really well to play the like officer in charge of this and bizarre. What's, I agree. I what's I up agree. with his I name? Agree. Is it Donald or Trapper. Ronald? It's or Dom Hall. It's That's
0: not a real name. Don, I think it might be Don in the country Hall? he's from. Domhnall. Which I think is Ireland. Isn't he, oh my oh, gosh, British? you have no idea, do you? He's
4: <laughs> Irish. He's that other Gleason son, the one that was in In Bruges. His dad was in In Bruges. You would know an Irish Yeah, we're chunk. He's Dom, Dom Hall. Dom Hall. Dom Hall.
2: Dom oh, there's an N in it? Dom Hall. D O M H N A L L. Dom Hall. He Null. was great in Frank.
0: I'll give him that. He was, he was phenomenal great in Frank. In Frank. See, look, I think he's a, a, he's quality a great actor. actor. Yeah, he's the best. I thought, he fit, I thought he fit the part. Give in him the Oscar. Really well. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I at least get this from you guys? Can you guys take off your rose colored artsy glasses for a second? I don't I have, have any rose colored glasses. I'm but just You guys understand how artsy I am. Can you at least give me this? It was too long the movie too was too long they it could have exercised a good 30 minutes from that movie <laughs> I, agree
2: I, that. I agree with you that it could have been shorter but I I wasn't bothered by the length I didn't think it was too long
3: I was captivated <laughs> <laughs> Man. I thought it could have been longer <laughs> you're not gonna win Patrick O'Rourke. I was captivated <laughs> by
2: the long continuous shots of like nature and like the artistic <laughs> yeah. the
1: artistic yeah.
4: angle yeah. Like but know, where on the storytelling. Their, their elk at the beginning is like really it's like very much like a terrence malick shot and i thought it was really beautiful yeah, and I, awesome I, and I, long. I have a
2: strong affection for terrence malick we films, know. even though terrence malick will sacrifice story for his beauty cinematography like pt anderson i think but that's, see,
0: then there's a that's a great uh thing for me to jump on then let me think of my mo- thought first. Okay, but we're going I think back Ali to Alejandro
2: okay. had a much stronger balance between story oh and cinematography. Yeah, than, yeah, totally. Than, <laughs> sweet, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, he did. Then <laughs> Terrence Malick. Yeah, Malick. Yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree with you on that. Sweet, yeah, I agree. Sweet,
0: merciful crap, no. <laughs> think about this. If you watch a movie like Tree of Life or if you watch a movie like Thin Red Line, yeah. those are movies that are super long. Super visual-oriented, and one could lobby a lot of the same critiques that I'm leveling at The Revenant at a movie like Tree of Life, for example. But nobody is ever going to walk out of Tree of Life and be like, oh, my God, that was exactly what I thought it was going to (laughs) be. No, (laughs) No, that's fair. Tree of Life is
2: super abstract, but Thin Red red Line has a strong narrative.
4: Right. People walked out of Tree of Life being like, man, I wasted my time. I don't think anyone did that. <laughs> I hope no one did that it's with the Revenant. Cuz we needed a disclaimer. That's, I don't yeah, think it's a fair comparison. Yeah, no. It's but I mean or like The Master by Paul Thomas Anderson like
0: there's a great example. Yeah, like yeah. that. But The Revenant was stronger than The Master yeah. in, the, in in terms of
2: entertainment value.
4: Right. Yeah, the Master. Yeah. So I don't weird.
2: think I don't I can agree that he could have cut the movie down a little shorter. Uh, and and been been a little more succinct with the storytelling. But I appreciated I appreciated his commitment to the craft and the artistry in it. I I have an affection for that type of visual art, so it didn't bother me that there. Yeah, was Yeah, I like a good, good long
0: movie if there's not like wasted
2: time in it. And to me, there was so it did much wasted, wasted time. There was there so was <laughs> I I don't disagree. There was wasted time, but it didn't bother me. Well, I'll take that at least. See, was what I'm saying is like. <laughs> I I appreciate visuals
0: as much as the next guy. I appreciate the craft and cinematography and all that and hullabaloo as much as the next guy. But I think that you can craft shots and that you can even be methodical and that you can take your time. I love a slow burn as much as anybody. But at some point it starts to feel masturbatory if it's like, what is this accomplishing other than you're showing off the fact that look how gorgeous it was and how I shot this and how it's natural light. And it's like, this isn't doing anything That's for your movie at this point. That's about
2: Interstellar, not about the Revenant.
0: Interstellar mm-hmm. has a little bit of that going
2: on, but. We're going to do an, an episode about Interstellar soon. Good, Good. I will so, air my until. grievances.
0: <laughs> Hold your tongue until then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought these, envir- did you feel like these shots were too much, like just too artsy for the sake of being artsy? Sometimes I mean honestly more of the the runtime issue to me was that we spent a lot of time watching stuff happen for a long time you know what I'm saying right so a lot of the movie wasn't just shots of the forest and shots of the snow some of that was going on and it was interesting some of the more surreal stuff was the cooler stuff in the movie, the dream sequences yeah. and the mountains of skulls and yeah. stuff and like his that. It's all floaty. Right. Yeah. yeah that was, that cool. was like, Oh, this is cool. What's <laughs> going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Cause that, those yeah. were the well, only moments well. when I felt like, Oh cool. I don't know what I'm about to see. Other than that, it's like he'd be in that river forever or he'd be crawling forever. Yeah, forever. There was a,
2: it was a really long sequence of him recovering and, um, getting, trying to get back to health. That went on yeah. for a while. But you kind of have to that's, devote a little more time to that, so it seems realistic. You can, de- you can devote book.
0: a ton of time to it, and it, the movie still doesn't have to be three hours long. Yeah, like,
4: sure. there, but I feel that recovery scene was great because it had that inner spurs like church hallucination. Yeah, he was it. I don't kind that of that was facing
2: physical and mental demons. Yeah, I center. thought that was I thought that was a really. I'm saying just lift out
0: a few minutes here, a few minutes. It's yeah. a long yeah. trip, guys. We needed to feel it. Yeah, he I mean, walked a long how way. I felt
2: it. it. Like,
3: all winter, they had to take a shortcut. Had to, to go club. over the mountains.
2: It was cold, <laughs> cold now,
3: in our theater. So I thought I was there.
2: How? Uh, <laughs> how do you guys? The holistic experience. There, there was a couple things that I still haven't quite like interpreted or figured out. Like some of the dream sequences, like the mountain of skulls. There's no real clear explanation for that. Isn't and it then just about the
4: massacre of the Native Americans it by white be. people? Uh, it could I be. It could be. that's an true. option. Open to interpretation. They're, they're animal it skulls, be,
0: then, aren't they? It could oh, be just they a
2: buffalo d- skulls,
0: or something. Deer skulls, or something.
2: I don't know. They're not I human skulls. I couldn't identify. We don't names, know. Wasn't wasn't I assume. Anyway, call a skullologist. There's a few a things like that that are kind of open to interpretation. But also the ending, when he's climbing up that hill and he sees his wife after he's killed, Tom Hardy. Well, he's, you know watch him, him down, down the somewhere. river loud and, yeah. and uh you see him see his wife his wife kind of turns and starts walking away and then he looks into the camera and maybe he did what's yeah. <laughs> going on some people think that he's he's dying in that moment Is right that, isn't that how you interpreted it patrick yeah and i think that maybe it's not necessarily that he's dying i interpreted more as he's having this like profound realization that even all these obstacles that he just overcame didn't change anything for him. His situation is still the same. Right, he's still alone. That this revenge that he finally was able to achieve didn't do anything for him. If that's the,
0: the accurate interpretation of the ending, and if there is an accurate interpretation of the ending, that would be a much better ending. In my opinion, if it was nihilistic and bleak, if it was like, or not even nihilistic per se, just the, the revenge itself was an empty act, and right. he's still right. alone, that would be a, a braver ending. Especially yeah. even
4: if it's like maybe he he is forlorn because he he says that line that frustratingly was in the trailer like my son is all I had and he took that from me like yeah that's kind of a monologue that played I yeah.
2: heard that when I was covering my eyes and trying to hum yeah <laughs> but I, and that's the kind of conversation he has with Nolk, Gleeson yeah at the end, and yeah. um like if he's
4: seeing his wife like he still hasn't reached her you know he's always dreaming of her and longing to get back to her she's still dead and. Even though, like, he's avenged his son and he's done in his mind and his morality the right thing, he's still far from her and still has nothing yeah. at the end. He, right. he has
2: justice, but yeah. he's almost like there's an identity crisis where he's no longer a husband, he's he has no longer no purpose a father. Anymore. Now, things, what he's gone right. through this just incredibly excruciating experience, and all these people have died because of it. Now, what is he doing? Right, he, he is, is an he? empty vessel, like, there's yeah.
1: right. nothing and I think left. The,
0: the reason we can assume that's the ending is because Tom Hardy even said, like, this won't fix anything. Right. No matter yeah. what you do to be Enjoy fix your it. revenge glass. I yeah. ain't gonna bring your belly back. I know <laughs> and then I feel like when he looks <laughs> at the camera is to make us unsettled to say yeah. there's no there's no happy ending here. That yeah, <laughs> nothing is settled. Yeah, Everybody's settling when he looked at the, how the it's camera. it's supposed, yeah, to, I it thought supposed like it was to be an bleak and like, cold end, if you
3: will. That was definitely mm. better than the ending of the book where there's like a trial and no one's found guilty. So he just goes home. <laughs> well, shoot.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, in, hey, Gmail, let me ask you in the book, does his son die? He,
3: ha- he has no son right. at all in the book or in real life. Because he,
4: he was just mad that they left him for dead. Yeah, that just was his mad whole that they left him was for like, dead. Man, y'all left me in the cold woods. The book
3: actually goes on and on about how awesome his rifle is and how right, the and he just wants it Fitzgerald back. character stole his rifle and yeah. he's got to go get it back. And, and they then, reference
4: that a little bit <laughs> when he's like cleaning it after sure, they bank the boat. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's not as good. The, yeah. the, the, the son.
0: <laughs> they had to add a little more spice. The wife and son aspect helped the movie out a lot (laughs) because
4: if it's just like i love my gun
0: in the movie he was supposed to be having these hallucinations of his gun floating and (laughs) (laughs) so that's no spoiler if you plan on reading the book
3: ain't no dead son (laughs) it's kind of boring and (laughs) basically the fitzgerald character joins the army and when he finally meets up with him they go to trial because it's like yeah if you kill him you know the penalty for killing a U.S. soldier is execution. Mm-mm. So you yeah. should it. Just, yeah. just says, "I guess I won't." When I go bad. home. <laughs> okay, <bye."> I, uh,
2: <laughs> I've heard other uh, critiques of the film, which I, I kind of, I kind of get. Um, in these long, uh, continuous shots, they have animals in some of the scenes, like the bear, of course. And when I was watching, it, I thought, "How did they do this?" This bear looks very realistic to me. Heck yeah! Uh, even like the wolves that were attacking the. The, the bison elk. Mm. and the elk. There's a couple of it that I thought that's not great. The elk swimming. I thought it's okay. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. The wolves. Okay. Not great. The bear during the fight scene, I thought was really believable, but when the bear tumbled down the like goalie yeah. onto, yes. they started to uh, overstep their that's not great. technological not theater started laughing so, when that happened. So, so a earlier, lot of people kind of, yeah, they laughed at the film because the, the CG animals weren't great. And I, I really wasn't taken out of the film because of it.
0: My theater was laughing because the bear fell on him and they thought it was funny. I went on a Friday <laughs> they just, night. They just love slapstick humor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is supposed to be funny. Guys. There, were point, there
2: were points. There were points in some of those shots, like when the bear was attacking DiCaprio. I wasn't thinking to myself, "This is. This doesn't look real. This CG bear is unbelievable." I thought, "Holy crap! This is really one of the more intense scenes I've ever seen." I'd still love to know how exactly how they. Yeah, and oh, like, I, they I read an article him about, about
4: him. it. Oh, it was. It was a dude that was holding cables, a fake uh, bear head uh, on a stick so that le- they knew where it how how was. To make eye Who yeah, was, was he? he eye the
0: one that was jostling. DiCaprio all around like that. I think he, was he had one hand, one hand like, was there, yeah, on his yeah, belt, was there and, a and string? was like throwing him around. Nah, yeah. there were cables. They said I thought I that it was
2: no, I, it was pretty well, believable. Was uh, during that nah, scene, I, I remember him. thinking, how in how in the world did they accomplish this? And I, maybe if I go back again and watch the bear specifically, just try and determine the CG, if the CG is good and or the bad. Just watch the whole thing's in the trailer. Yeah, that's true. That whole fight's in there. Uh, yeah. You can watch that 45-minute documentary. Like our, our standard for excellence, of course, is Planet of the Apes. Always. The of course. The, the, the uh, modern yeah. and completely and the right. photorealistic. Yeah. yeah. And so Talking we, monkeys. <laughs> when anything falls short of that, we, of course, critique it. But um, well, because the technology I don't exists. Think, yeah. I don't think that... The bear scene and the animal CG, although a couple times it did reveal itself as fake, I didn't think it was so bad that it, it took me out of the film.
0: It didn't to me. In fact, the bear There's no, the, I am Legend. That's for sure. <laughs> the <laughs> the <whole good laughs> so it wasn't miserable. Yeah, <laughs> the the bear attack was by far the most emotionally impacting scene, and like i I that was the one time in the movie I felt a ton of not only tension but I just hated it it, but I I was like couldn't take my eyes off the screen and it felt it played like what you you know I'm not an expert in bear attacks but it played like what you would imagine a real yeah, bear right, attack. It didn't shaking, feel sensational yeah. like a movie. Right, it felt right, like it. the bear was doing these strange things. that Jumping on him. Yeah, and then kind of walking away and coming back yeah. or just like sniffing him for a while and then biting him for no reason and then going away. It was just like... And
2: then tearing the flesh off his oh back. Oh, God, you just wanted it oh, to dude. be over. so and desperate and hard oh, to watch. Gosh.
0: And he finally reared his rifle back around and you thought, thank God, thank God, and then it just doesn't do anything to right. stop the bear. And that's,
2: yeah. that's like... Pretty common with bear stories is even if you put a bunch of bullets in the bear, it's not going to stop it. It still and immediately. keeps
4: coming. Yeah, it's
2: oh, so it's pretty that's pretty terrifying. Just stabbed his yeah.
4: eye, then you couldn't see him. <laughs> still
2: oh, smelling, still, still smelling happening? He had to put his knife into his head or something. Yeah, he just yeah. started wailing on it with yeah. the knife.
0: Then we saw like the bullet wound was getting worse, slowing him down. Yeah. A yeah. and the bear, he was just trying to. You can't blame the bear. That was yeah. Mama bear was Mama trying to bear protect the baby. I, yeah, yeah, she was
4: just doing what she needed to do. I thought one of the one of the most evocative moments as well as the bear attack was the point where at the fort, he like has that bath and you see how like gnarled up he yeah, is. And rough. then, you know, he's yeah. like, there's this release. Cause he's like freaking finally, like I can get a bath and wash my face. And then he's like, but all he's doing is prepping to like, go back out there. Right. Like, he's just that's ready true. to, like, go find the guy. Yeah, he's lost yeah. his mind at this point. Yeah, he is fully
0: insane. I mm-hmm. was thinking, it's been two and a half hours. Let's <laughs> see him kill this guy because I know that's what's about to happen.
2: So, I, I think that the movie was, was really well made. The story, You're a fanatic, you would say. A <laughs> super fan. Fanatic. I am I'm a big fan. I think that the worst thing going for this film is the hype. I think that it actually yes, is it's doing detrimental the, it's, it's a detrimental to yeah. the film that even though this movie is way overhyped it's still a good movie. Yeah. It it's kind of like that Wes Anderson effect where Wes Anderson makes these really unique, clever, stylized films that you you watch and they're so original but he keeps making the same films and it, it he gets way overhyped, and people are just like obsessed with Wes Anderson and like his style of filmmaking. you and and like could thinking, never
0: separate the two, yeah. right?
2: You're thinking, well, crap, because everybody loves Wes Anderson. I just I don't even want to care about yeah. him anymore. Right. And it's like it's a disservice to him because the guy is super original. Wes Anderson sure. is a really clever original. Yeah, he guy. he yeah. he invented and, that style yeah, of film. Yeah, and Ali, yeah. Alejandro. In Aratu. Aratu. is doing the same thing for himself. Birdman is kind of like a new era of filmmaking for for him, a new style, a very clever, unique uh, way to, to make films. And people are already freaking out about it, and the hype is through the roof. And I think that it's a discredit, a disservice, not a discredit, a disservice to the film because it makes people not want to like it because they're pushing back. It's making them want to nitpick it even more. Right. and I think that if you just kind of ignore the hype you take the movie for what it is it's a, a really phenomenal film I agree which happens with a lot of movies
0: unfortunately
1: yeah uh, right. I'd too say much the hype the
0: for whatever reason and you're like well they can't live up to that and it takes away from it Take and the trailer. <laughs> trailer the trailer should ruin it <laughs> the, the trailer movie. really ruined it <laughs> yeah they should be ashamed of themselves Tyler's uh, close, what do you call them in court when they do their closing, closing argument, argument? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Tyler's closing argument exact same thing but change Revenant to Avatar <laughs> and it would it would work absolutely perfectly <laughs> okay <laughs> avatar is good this is better revenant's better yeah, Revenant i just revenant's think that better. the uh, uh it's it's the same exact complaints and celebration around both movies it really is a funny parallel if you think about it cuz everyone coming out of avatar was like oh my gosh it looked amazing and oh my gosh i can't believe the technology that they used to get this thing done And then a a whole other swath of people is like, who cares about that? Because the story was so thin. And that's kind of what I'm saying about The Revenant. So I think that The Revenant is like Avatar for people who are trying to be art house film fans. And Avatar is The Revenant. For people who are just trying to have a good time and watch movies, <laughs> so y'all just
4: shaming me and Tyler <laughs> and Patrick to artsy
0: yeah. fartsy. Me and G-Man are, we'll be over here watching. You guys just don't know. You watch Avatar two, three, and four. <laughs> you guys just want to no. watch popcorn movies and have anything. Yeah. You know, I like you both, know. and I liked. The, I actually liked the Revenant. I would give yeah, it a I thumbs up. I really just think that.
3: Too. I gave it four out of five. It was really good, really entertaining. But I'm still with you. You just p-
0: hate Tom Hardy, right? No, I <laughs> like Tom Hardy. I just hate his, his his voice ain't right. His
4: <laughs> yeah, he don't sound voice. enough like my
3: poppy. His mumbling.
4: You're over that shtick. Incoherent that mumble thing. That he's vain been doing. voice.
0: Yeah, he's just maybe he's not confident in his speaking voice, so he mm-hmm. keeps trying to like subdue. The, his character maybe the way he just that they mumbles talk. in real life in the script to Mad Max he was given all these monologues and giant <laughs> speeches <laughs> he had like a long he's like, like what if I just do a thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
0: I think all, all I that to say Revenant's a good movie yeah it's a good time if you're listening to this and for some reason you hate movies enough to listen to a whole podcast on Revenant on without you. seeing it yep. you should still go see it it's just uh it is visually breathtaking and it is technologically impressive Um, but the story falls a bit flat and I think we all agree on that across the board Mm. Um, but at the end of the day if you want to see a movie where people are miserable and cold and bloody and it was really hard to make and it's visually breathtaking just go watch The Evil Dead (laughs) (laughs) which is better
4: than all the movies we've said
0: so far (laughs) true story (laughs) thanks for listening to You Hate Movies who aggravated you more this week? The Revenant Enthusiasts or The Revenant Detractors? Let us know by leaving a comment on this episode at YouHateMovies.com or on social media, Twitter and Instagram at YouHateMovies and Facebook.com slash YouHateMovies. On next week's episode, we will finally put to rest one of cinema's longest-running debates, which is a better film, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar or the 1986 epic Flight of the Navigator? Let us know where you stand by choosing a favorite on the survey at twitter.com slash
1: youhatemovies.